Today, we are uncovering the legend. We are uncovering the legend behind two very famous words, Cap's boobs. Yes, Captain America's ample pectorals are the discussion at the top of today's shows. We discuss that, that, that crazy image that's been around for almost 28 years. What's the meaning behind it? We explore the origins. We explore the exploitation and now the revisitation of this incredible image. You sounded off. It's coming back. A, a, a reboot of Cap's chest is on its way. You blew up the internet. Millions of views and impressions. We get right into it today. We also wrap up our exploration of 2015, the television the films, the video games. We get into it right now on an all-new episode of Rob Observations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Rob Observations. I am the one doing the observing. I am Rob Liefeld, your host, the host of this wacky Rob Observations show on Rob Observations. Me, Rob, talks to you, the audience, and we talk about comic books, we talk about pop culture, we talk about superheroes and the way they've exploded across all of pop culture. Here's the funny thing. At this time of the year, in, in, in September, the fall, which is, which is obviously when this episode is, is, is being recorded, when I'm coming to you, you get reminders. I, I, I love it. I love it on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on all the social media platforms, you get reminders on the hourly, hey, this many years ago, this debuted, this many years ago, this debuted. And for the complete nerd heads, and I'm sure there is a account called Nerdhead, but I, 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 I follow so many different uh, nerd accounts, uh, nostalgia accounts, cartoon accounts. And see, if, if, you're, if you're a Saturday morning cartoon fan, okay, this time of year, you're getting all sorts of reminders of when... Uh, I'm going to throw some titles at you, okay? At when uh, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters premiered. Yes, I said Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. You're getting you're getting reminders of 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 when Hong Kong Fui uh, premiered. Hong Kong Fui, yes, a kung fu dog, a dog that that it was a cartoon, new kung fu. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters was live action. See, see, kids my age. That, that, that the 50 plus set out there is like, oh yeah, we, we know Sigma and the Sea Monsters. We know Hong Kong Fui, okay? Uh, th- 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 this is some, some crazy stuff that, 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 that you're getting reminders on the daily of when it appeared in 1974, in 1970. I, I know, again, the 70s seem like it was the covered wagons. Uh, period to so many of you and the other to the rest of us it was freaking shangri-la it, it, it was paradise I, I know some of you are saying did he did he really say hong kong food i'm telling you if you uh google this you're gonna find penrod pooch uh fought crime in his in his secret identity as hong kong food i didn't make the cartoon i watched the cartoon okay uh super friends land of the lost maybe, maybe these are getting a little more familiar but this is that this is that time of year where you're just getting reminders again and again and among all of those shows like i just said the super friends there was shazam way before it was a live action uh movie with a hundred million dollar budget with zachary levi 
and, and all the rest. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. I've discussed it a couple of times here on the show, especially we did a couple of dedicated uh, Saturday morning cartoon episodes over the last few seasons. You, you should go and, and check those out. They're, they're, they're much more uh, kind of in-depth. But Shazam and, and ISIS, uh, almighty ISIS, oh my gosh. Uh, we, we, we just, we had live-action superheroes. They were cheesy. What, what if I told you there was a show called Bigfoot and Wild Boy? This country, yes, the United States of America, was obsessed with Bigfoot and Sasquatch in the 70s. And uh, you had you had almost weekly news reports. Somebody saw you know something in 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 the in the woods, especially like 1977 to 1979, and 1976. I'll go 1976. There were Bigfoot horror movies, Sasquatch. It's when kids like me learned the name Sasquatch. You know, they'd they'd show what are these giant footprints uh, a top-ranked show. He had season regularly. Regularly uh, would clash each and every season with the Bigfoot, which turned out to be an alien android. Okay, that they did something fun with it. They made it. They made it that the reason we see this is it's 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 wandering the woods because it's protecting the hidden UFO. And 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 Colonel Steve Austin, uh, played by the incredible Lee Majors, had so many great encounters with Sasquatch. And, uh, and and boy, those TV guide ads, all of that stuff. Well, Sid and Marty Croft, the Croft Super Show. And, and if you just heard that and then you got an echo, Croft Super Show. Okay, because now you're hearing the theme song. They had uh, multiple uh, shows on during 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 the hour that the Croft Super Show was on. And for me, I just, I, I didn't really want Dr. Shrinker. I wanted... Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Yes, again, this exists. Go to your Google right now. Your YouTube will show you Bigfoot and Wild Boy. Wild Boy is like, uh, you know, raised in the wild with the wolves and and and, and the 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 uh, you know in the American mountains or it says something like that in the in the in the in the, in the Western mountains of the United States. You know, a, a boy that was abandoned was raised, and he was Wild Boy. Wild Boy and 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 Bigfoot fought many bad guys on Saturday mornings and Electra Girl no Electra Woman and Dina Girl. Electra Woman and Dina Girl. I am almost ready to sing the theme song. At this point you've driven off the road or wherever you're listening to the show and you're like, what how much acid, how many drugs is is Liefeld taken? Has he taken to talk to us about Electra Woman and Dina Girl, Wild Boy and Bigfoot, Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. Look, this is my childhood. But the superheroes, Electra Woman, Isis, Shazam, okay? Uh, th- this was like the best we got back in the days. And we were glued to it. I was glued to it. They got multiple seasons because people were watching them. People were watching these shows. Expert Shazam uh, watchers knew that there was two different actors that uh, portrayed Captain Marvel over the, over the, the course of, it, of its run. I'm telling you, and to watch that, Turn into what we have now. You you know whatever Black Adam did performance wise, uh, whatever it did in 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 kind of setting the bar maybe too high when the Rock was like I'm going to remake the DC universe or I'm paraphrasing, but like that is so far and beyond what was what was possible when I was growing up with these shows. So when I tell you that I've watched this now, there's there's some dude who I'm just going to politely call a geezer. Because someday I'm I'm going to be a geezer. 
who's like, but but you're 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 leaving out the George Reeves Superman show. Yeah, there was the black and white Superman show. There was obviously the infamous Batman uh, primetime, uh, you know, TV show with 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 Adam West. I mean, look, comic books and superheroes have been with us. They are just so much more advanced now. So so today. When I go and I click on my TV, and, and so many of you, I'm sure all of you now, uh, with some some sort of smart TV component, you're going to get a bar, especially, you know, uh, your smart TV is going to show you at the bottom what's available for you to watch on demand right now, and you're going to get the uh, Across the Multiverse, whatever the last, you know, Miles Morales Spider-Man movie is. And next to that, you're going to get the Turtles, and next to that bar, you're going to see the Flash, and next to that bar, you, you, you're already getting, you know... Uh, the, the date that Blue Beetle is coming. Now, that is what I'm talking about. That is the leap that we've taken from my Saturday mornings, your George Reeves black and white Superman show, all the way to to now these incredibly expensive, you know, summer blockbuster offerings. Now, not now, obviously they weren't all blockbusters, but that's not my fault. That's not your fault. Okay, we don't make the movies. We just decide if we're going to see the movies. But but that's what we discuss here on Rob Observations and 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 again it with with gaming and with um streaming uh, the 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 comic books that jumped off the pages the, the superheroes that jumped off the comic books uh off the pages of those comic books that I grew up and you grew up even you kids in the nineties you you didn't see this coming when when the Joel Schumacher Batman movies were the best you could do. You did not envision a day where you'd be watching Avengers Endgame. You just didn't. It, it, it was it was too big of a reach. And and at the time, the people making them they didn't they didn't think so either. They didn't think that that stuff was going to happen either. So we love talking about this. Uh, we we are going to uh, continue our uh, breakdown of the year 2015. We do a series called the Decades, uh, which we do quite quite often. It's it's, it's popular. The problem with this decades is I think it's probably uh, not far back enough. Uh, one of the things that I hear from you all the time is you appreciate uh, all of the different uh, hidden, and they're hidden because you can't find them, uh, interviews, conflicts, behind the scenes stories. And I try and share as much of that as I possibly can because more than anything, you, uh, when I see you, uh, at stores, when I see you out in the public, when I see you now in the in the brief times that I do go to conventions, uh, because because I've really truly cut down on personal appearances and getting down, and I miss seeing so many of you. But this show is now about three three years, three months old, and in that time, I did a tour of Florida. Uh, coming out of the pandemic, I did a tour of Texas. Uh, I have been out amongst you since this show, you know, started. And more importantly, I, I speak to you during my different live streams, and you are always so generous and so uh, honest with your feedback. And the, the thing that you love about the show is the, the 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 history that I've been able to share. And you guys know that I will give you the receipts. Uh, I will give you the dates. I, I will show, tell you what issue, the year that it, it was published. I'll try and paint a picture of what was going on in the conditions of what what, what was uh, being expressed by by any one of these different creators. Uh, and, and so I know the further back I go, the, the, the more kind of interesting it is, but we're going to uh, uh, wrap up 2015, which is an incredible year. Looking back again in part one of uh, our decade series, 2015, we did 
we did the comic books and and I'm not sure there's a better year for comic books in the last 15 years. The 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 heights in terms of awareness, sales, market penetration, uh, just the sheer enthusiasm. You can you can tell the enthusiasm has to be there for the numbers that I was giving you to be ordered in the quantities that were that they were being honored. And take Star Wars and its return to Marvel, which is something that we focused on so heavily in the first part. Take that out, and you've still got Secret Wars. You've still got uh, the third Batman, uh, the, the the third Dark Knight chapter, the third part of the trilogy. So it was a incredible year and we're going to get into the movies we're getting into the tv here real quick but one thing we're going to get at the top we're going to we're going to kind of in, insert something that's happening right here in the now so many of you reached out and and talked to me in the last 48 hours since i released an image and i i figured because we're even gonna maybe just call this episode <laughs> caps boobs okay caps boob job you all are very aware that there is an image that has, uh, especially by detractors of of what I do, and you're like, you know, life of the detractors. The end of the the detractors are part of life. I don't know if you watched just a stunning victory in the U.S. Open by by uh, just an amazing young athlete, Coco Goff, and afterwards she thanked her her haters, her doubters, the people that bet against her. She she made mention she made she made special mention of them as being fuel as being part of what helped her and and I'm telling you if you got who everyone believes uh, is the greatest quarterback certainly the most winningest Tom Brady in a room and you talked about it he'd say that the detractors kept me going they kept my chip on my shoulder LeBron James would tell you that Kobe Bryant would tell you that Michael Jordan would tell you that Magic Johnson would tell you that I I I, I think there are all manner of performer athletes. Uh, performers and athletes, musicians, uh, people hear it. You know, again, t- taking my daughter uh, to see Taylor Swift in, in, in 2018 and then, and, then, and then going with her uh, to see it in, 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 in this last summer when she sold out SoFi for, for, for six nights straight. Even Taylor, you know, th- there was an article, why is Taylor Swift selling out six nights? As if it's her fault she's so popular. As if, it's her fault other acts can't keep up with the connection that she has made with her fans. But again, even in her music, why I'm mentioning her is she, 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 she calls out, you know, she calls out the haters. I, I, I'm going to tell you personal opinion. Personal uh, opinion is when uh, he was called Kanye back then. I think he now calls himself Ye. Ye. Uh, you know, when he interrupted her on the MTV Movie Awards and did his whole, but, but Beyonce has the greatest video of all time is 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 I remember that quote in my head, uh, and he embarrassed her. I, I think I think she would probably tell you that she can feel that fire in her belly from that shame that 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 was put upon her in that moment. She can feel that to this day. So detractors are a real thing there in every aspect because there's always somebody who's going to get their opinion. Well, the reason the Captain America, the Cap's boobs picture is so interesting is it really represented. A coming of an age of the internet and more importantly uh the coming of the age of the internet shame okay because if if we can't shame and make people feel bad with our smartphones across social media then i mean what, what, why are we getting why are we getting up in the morning right i mean, I mean it is so uh it is so uh 
interesting how how you know these devices the the the, the smartphones and all the subsequent social media platforms that have followed have given us uh this this uh outlet to uh to share uh kind of critiques shame embarrass others and join in the fun the cap image the caps boobs what i'm calling it uh it, it's, it's got a really interesting history. So Marvel pacted with Jim Lee and myself to uh, give a facelift uh, to, to their classic heroes, to Fantastic Four, Avengers, uh, Iron Man, and, and Captain America. Th- th- those were the decided. Really, the Avengers family and the Fantastic Four family were the priorities. And they asked us to give a facelift, not knowing that along with the facelift, I would sneak a boob job. In, into uh, in, into the equation, okay, and and so they packed it with us. It was a really big deal. The the thing that they, you know, they, they would just kind of say that we, we want to give a shine a new light or 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 get some new excitement. I've covered it before. These the sales on these books were abysmal. The highest selling book pre Heroes Reborn was Fantastic Four. It was uh, I think still being written. I think by Tom DeFalco at the time. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, it, Paul Ryan was in that equation. I th- I'm my memory is that it was in the forty forty four thousand sales. Captain America was in the toilet even after a year of uh, really concerted kind of uh, uh, surge in attention that was provided to it from uh, Wizard Magazine. Please search out my dedicated Wizard Magazine podcast. Please, uh, you'll get my just completely unfiltered view of these uh kids that had had discovered power uh with this magazine that that had a very powerful connection at the time and and the motivations and the and 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 so much of the reasoning behind why they treated people the way they did they had decided uh in in lieu of this heroes reborn that they were going to champion this this one last ditch effort by a Marvel editor who knowing Heroes Reborn was coming decided to finally, hey, let's try something uh, with Captain America and let, let me get a brand new team and let's let's try and get some critical acclaim and stir it up. It didn't work. It did not work. For one year, the needle did not move. That book was stuck in the 24,000 range. Captain America, one of the bright, shining, uh, iconic comic book characters created by jack kirby and joe simon a lot of people get that get that wrong uh it, it created by jack kirby and joe simon not um just not stanley stanley had nothing to do with the creation of of captain america captain america greatly outdates stanley so so captain america avengers fantastic four iron man they were the focus and because cap was seen as being really good that year prior to my coming over uh, you know, now it was you were being robbed of. Uh, that's pretty great. I, I didn't plan plan that. You were being robbed by the fact that that I was replacing this team that that had a cult status, but it it not a cult team that had cult status, but didn't have the sales to back it up. The sales on these books were enormous. The excitement was tremendous. Uh, I marked the twenty seventh anniversary of Heroes. Reborn on my social media uh, last last couple weeks, and people flipped out, and it was exactly what I had heard from so many people during that time. 
If you read those comments, it's just full of people saying, these are, these are my favorite books. These were uh, the books that, that turned my attention away from Spider-Man, X-Men, and Image Comics stuff that I was buying and, and, and turned me onto these characters, which I had large, largely ignored. And that was the point. That was the point to get you. And, and Marvel as a publisher said, we've got Spider-Man, X-Men locked up. They are our top tier titles. But now we are going to give you the, uh, the, the spotlight on our classics, the, the, the characters that launched this company. And, and we did it. I, I, look, Avengers, number one Heroes Reborn has still not uh, been unseated as the top-selling Avengers of all time. That's how popular and successful Heroes Reborn was. Captain America number one was the number one launch. Fantastic Four was the, I, I believe I haven't done the same amount of research. I wasn't that personally involved, but it has to be the number one Fantastic Four. Uh, ditto, I'm assuming the same thing with Iron Man. These, these books were really popular. Uh, when we would go to store signings, Mr. Joseph Loeb III, you know him as Jeff Loeb. He was along with me. We did a signing at Mile High Comics in Anaheim at what was their flagship store. And it was a five to six hour signing. Jeff had never, he said, I've, I've Robert, I've never seen lines like this before. Robert, he, that, that, that's how he says my name. And I was just smiling because I, that we had been jamming for a while since New Mutant 6, since X-Force. We being me and the fans. We've been in, in Youngblood and the launch of Image. So the Heroes Reborn uh, launch was fantastic. People dug it. I, I got in and out in six issues. It was supposed to be 12. Marvel filed for bankruptcy. Everything kind of went upside down. I politely exited. And when we announced Heroes Reborn at a press conference in 1995 in Manhattan, Stan Lee was there kind of as the MC, uh, introducing myself and Jim Lee. And we would talk about the excitement that we were doing. This picture, Cap's boobs, was the giant blow-up uh, that was physically displayed, uh, you know, to the left of me. And at the time, there was, oh, awesome. Oh, my gosh, this is great. The people who were running Marvel said, Cap's never looked so powerful. Now, the story behind the story is, a week prior, as I had finished that and colored it up, and I sent it to Jim. I sent it to him for him to see. He called me. It was, it was about one in the morning because that's when I sent it. I, 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 I sent it over for him to see. And he said, Rob, can, can, I just, can I just tell you, I think this chest is too big. I think you've gone too big with your proportions. You should scale it back. And I just remember going, I appreciate your perspective on this. Literally, <laughs> literally your perspective. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just going to run with the shot the way it is. And, 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 and so it goes. So I, I want you to know that Jim did advise me. I said, I dig it. I like it. I like the way it looks. And we ran with it. It never appeared as, it never appeared as a cover. It is not in any Captain America comic book. I uh, saw it printed as an ad for convention appearances. Uh, it was probably in those wizard magazines, but it was never part of a comic book, a Captain America comic book. And that's when it, you, you learned really fast in the early 2000s how completely ill-informed uh, some of these fans would be because they referred to it as a cover. It, they referred to it as, you know, this Captain America, you know, cover, uh, pinup. And, and people would point out to them that this was never in a Captain America comic. It was literally just uh, a, a, an announcement piece. It's not the cover to any issues of the Captain Americas that I did. And, uh, but it, it, it grew in infamy. And the detractors have used it to define me uh, ever since. And 
you know, it's at some point you just accept it. You just accept that this picture is so famous, iconic, uh, polarizing that it's going to be part of you. And it is, and it has been, and I've never revisited it. I just never really thought to revisit it, but it became the, uh, the image that, that was always trying to be pushed out first and foremost in regards to someone, uh, supporting the theory that I'm terrible. And, and I, I get it. I, I, it was weaponized. It was a picture that was weaponized and you were directed to look at that rather than all of the other cool comic work that I have done. The, the, the four 4,500 closing on a 5,000 pages that I have produced over a 38 year, year career. And you're like, look, Rob, you're dwelling on this too much. No, I'm not actually, you know it. And I know it. And I am, and have always been my best advocate. I know how to speak comic book. I speak it very fluently. And I also can, can speak the history of comics and I can tell you where to look. And, and, uh, and, and for instance, you know, the idea of, of, of figure work and figure drawing, I, I was popping through my, uh, snake eyes dead game, which is a, uh, mini series I did for Hasbro, uh, in 2021 coming, coming out of the pandemic, 2021, 2022. And, and I gotta be honest, I think it may be the best thing I've ever done. This, this, this slight aside, we're just going to spend a couple minutes on this because Snake Eyes, the reason I did it was I was shocked to learn that the, the, the G.I. Joe series was selling in the 2,600 range. Yes, I said 2,600. I called up. I said, is this true? They said, yes. Long story short, Snake Eyes went on to be the biggest selling G.I. Joe comic at IDW. Uh, they sold more copies of that Snake Eyes uh, miniseries. Hasbro told me this. Hasbro, the, the people at Hasbro, and 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 they told me this as they were giving me a Snake Eyes Dead Game action figure, a deluxe, uh, one of the twelve-inch uh, action figures. You can find it. You can Google it. Snake Eyes Dead Game figure. It exists. It is rad. Uh, I can't believe I got a doll out of the entire thing. But but there was incredible enthusiasm uh, put forth from me. Because I was like, this can't be, this thing that I love so much cannot be, uh, can, cannot be doing this poorly. And so I wanted to sh- shine a spotlight on, on Snake Eyes and get it going again. And, and what does this have to do with Captain America? There is so much figure work, figure movement, turns, twists of the figure. Just in that Snake Eyes dead game. Check it out. Uh, there is constant movement. That the pages are just bouncing with energy and action, but it is so much defined as so much of my work is with figure movement and placement. And the camera is low, the camera is high, the camera is is mid-range, it's close up, it's it's establishing. You want to see how well I, I can move and twist and and put a figure in motion? Grab Snake Eyes Dead Game. It is a great example. I'm super proud of it. But the detractors want to use this Captain America piece as some uh absolute depiction of 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 how how what's the word how my work is an abomination that now now, now that sounds biblical now now we're biblical we've invoked abomination (laughs) abomination is like a biblical word and the abominable work of rob lyle so i never revisited this captain america piece and let me tell you something. I am getting, I am sitting, what am I talking about getting on? I'm sitting on a flight that is heading to France for my family's uh, summer vacation in June. 
and I get a text from my buddy Jack. Uh, Jack is a big executive over at Whatnot. Jack texts me. He says, Rob, we're doing a variant for Captain America number one. I wanted to run this past you. Would you be open to recreating this image? And bloop, bloop, there it comes right over my text. And I smiled. I laughed. There it is. There's the Captain America image. And it took me all of maybe, uh, it's got to be between five and 15 seconds. Because I knew in that moment, I knew the new Captain America was Sam Wilson uh, as, as Captain America. And I go, this is perfect. I haven't revisited that image since. So boom, yes. I said, Jack, I'll do it. This will be great. Let's do it. And he's like, fantastic. I'll put it together. Over the the vacation, I grabbed my sketchbook. I doodled out, obviously, very, very simply, a recreation of that image. But uh, it was more a more quiet interpretation it's 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 uh i just drew what i how how i would depict it now which with more scaled down proportions because whether it was my work or dale keown's work or mark silvestri's work or eric larson's work uh i'll, I'll throw jim lee in there i'll throw the cuberts uh i'll throw a gentleman named stephen platt if i didn't already say his name the proportions were just bigger we were drawing bigger thicker uh more more muscular sometimes ridiculous they say that we drew muscles on muscles and we did we had 12 packs people didn't have six packs they had 12 they had giant uh lats they had giant biceps they had huge triceps i mean we we went out of our way bulging forearms popeye forearms were kind of the norm and big chest tiny waists uh short trunks being the midsection of the trunk long long thighs long legs and and often uh smaller heads to accentuate the whole thing it was purposeful it was done mimicking a lot of the art that i liked it, a lot of the stuff that i was really digging uh right before i co- broke into the, com- the the comic book business and and i've always kind of pointed to art adams and he is kind of he was certainly especially during this time my north star and he drew kind of tiny heads uh and, and elongated bodies and and so you know i'm i'm just still uh, rolling with that particular influence. We drew bigger, more exaggerated figures, muscles, go look at that stuff. And 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 some people really look back and 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 they dig it and they dig the energy that was coming through those those figures. What happened is that uh, things really skewed more photorealistic at the turn of the century as the 90s became the 2000s. Uh and and now very much realistic proportions is is something that we are just trained to get it's taken a little taking a little bit of that exaggeration out has, has probably robbed us of of some energy but but it is what it is and this this rendition that i did of sam wilson as captain america it was too normal it was too uh it, it wasn't as exaggerated a, a, as much as it could be so i drew the the deadline on the cover was when I got back from vacation. So the day that I got back from vacation, I set about to draw this Sam Wilson as Captain America homage to my own Cap's boobs. And I drew it up, uh, pencil and inked it. Marvel had approved, you know, the formal approval of the actual sketch. They they knew what I was doing. Right before I did it, they they sent me reference on the new shield 
that that Sam Wilson was rocking or or it had been existing because of my sketch. I had him with the traditional Captain America shield. So all told, I just put all this together. I knock out a new piece because based on the sketch and my sketchbook, it just didn't look. I'm, I'm going to use the word off enough. It didn't. It didn't look off enough. I tweaked it and made it a little more puffy chested, even though I knew I was not going to put as much meat on those pecs uh, and, 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 and get it as broad as, as I was, I, I, as I did in the, in the 1995 drawing. Cause again, that drawing made its debut in 1995. You might've seen it in press in 1996, but it made its personal appearance at a uh, press conference uh, of which I've sometimes in my Instagram. And especially if you go back and you look at the times that I've commemorated the announcement and the uh, implementation of Heroes Reborn. Uh, you, you'll see pictures of myself, Stan Lee, Jim Lee. That is at this uh, press conference that we held in in New York City. And that's where that image made its debut and then would, again, go on to become a meme, uh, which is supposed to define, you know, the abomination of, of Rob Liefeld. Definitely don't get a Rob Liefeld comic book. Just look at a meme. But again, you just kind of live with it and, and you move on. And, and, and at this point, that image... Is is twenty eight years old? You're seeing it is probably twenty seven years old, or ten, or ten years old, or fifteen years old, or yesterday. I don't know, uh, but but it's it, for me. It, it, there's there's some great distance. So it was fun doing this Sam Wilson version, and then seeing it colored, and then sending it in. And I feel like we were really onto something. I'm going to go back to that plane when I'm sitting in uh, on the plane, ready to leave, and I get the text from Jack, uh, and he's not what not Jack. And he's simple, and, and he's real, and he's certainly not simple, Jack. Okay, uh, <laughs> he's Jack DeMeo. That's his name. Uh, his name's Mr. Bolo, or AKA Mr. Bolo, I think, on Instagram. So, so I'm going to put credit where credit is due. Jack uh, called me up and said, "Hey, you need to you need to give this some consideration." And I did, and and so we put this image out on Friday. Uh, we released to the public. It's going to be uh, Captain America number one that is going to be released physically for the first time at New York Comic Con, and it'll be digitally. We'll do live streams uh, all weekend long from New York Comic Con. At least one from the amazing whatnot floor space. They have a great booth, and we'll get that Captain America revved up and get people excited about it. And uh, because you're already incredibly excited out based on the feedback, uh, my son calls me. Says, Dad, you have three million impressions on this image on Twitter, and I, I looked it up, and 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 sure enough, uh, different different outlets reported on it, shared it. Uh, my own personal Twitter account at Robert Liefeld on Twitter. You got to get that plug in <laughs> at Robert Liefeld on Twitter. It had it, it, it's just shy of a million itself. But so so for one uh, brief period on Friday, this thing was trending. And the, the response that you have given me is absolutely overwhelming. The, 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 uh, the love, the, the smiles on your face, the joys, the high fives. I feel all of them. I feel all of it. And, and it's so exciting because I kind of felt like when Jack asked me, I felt like this, the time is right. The time is right to revisit this. This would be great. And, and so it is a variant cover and a sea of obviously variant covers that are out in the marketplace. But this will make its debut. It's 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 printed. It's it's done. It's in hands. But we're not going to release it to the public, uh, or we're not supposed to release it to the public. You're not going to get it from me 
uh, until New York Comic Con 2023 in, uh, in, in I think, second week of, of October. Check it out. Google New York Comic Con. I, I talk about it often. New York Comic Con is the blockbuster uh, Comic Con of the fall and really echoes with you until San Diego. New York to San Diego, San Diego to Newport, New York. That's how I kind of define uh, my 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 comic book conventions now. The only time I have gen- I, I've gone out of uh, California for an appearance in the last year is to go to New York, and so I'm doing it again. And really, again, I've I've limited my my personal appearances. I am choosing to stay home and work and get stuff done. And it's 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 so it's just so rewarding when you do put out an image that you really think will will tickle people. And will uh, will excite them. And you know what? So I was at CGC doing a signing. Some of you may have seen it. Comicbook.com came down and recorded uh, m- me at the signing. And uh, I love Chris Killian. He's the coolest. He came down. He interviewed me. And in the course of the interview, he asked me about the Captain America image. And then I literally was like, this is a perfect time to talk about it. I've kept it uh, hidden. So this is this is in September. I drew this in, 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 in uh, like early July. And, and, you know, I've, I've, I haven't shared it with anybody. I've, I've learned to, you know, keep secrets and, and I, and I, and I kept the lid on this one. And so when he mentioned it, I thought this would be a perfect time to share it. And I didn't show it on, on the interview, but when it was all done, he said, can I see it? And I said, yes. And, and then I showed it to everybody else who was there. And some of the reactions I got in person, there was raucous applause, like from this image. And that's when I went, wow. This really is uh, the right time and the right place to share this. And, and I just wanted to give you the backstory. Again, take a bow. Uh, Jack DeMeo, whatnot, my, my, one, of my, one of my many contacts at whatnot, but my, my, one of my chief contacts since I've been doing live streaming with them like these last 14 months. Uh, he, if he doesn't ask me to do this, I don't do this. Now, of course, I could have turned it down. But I knew in that moment that this was the right place. This was the right time. So, so you're looking at an image that I haven't revisited in 28 years, that you haven't seen replicated in 27 years, commemorating 27 years of when this uh, image was, was, was first glimpsed. And then in the, new, in the 2000s, when it has become the shame meme for Rob Liefeld, it has taken on kind of a new uh, sense of importance. And I am so just so thankful that you guys are in on the joke you got the joke and that you uh you are you are enjoying it because i gotta tell you again look i i i did i had to make it a little more off there's actual photos now you've seen them in the last year of anthony mackie like in that same pose from that same angle and if i just did it normal i'm just gonna give you that photo and and why am i gonna draw that photo when that photo already exists so yeah i tweaked it i'm like this doesn't work unless it's a little off and there's a couple of you who have tried to come online and look, dude, do you even follow my work? Are you aware um, that, 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 that like my, my comics are published constantly? This is not something you see. Again, Snake Eyes, Deadpool, X-Force, Killshot, whatever these comics I'm doing. This is not uh, done with uh, uh, that image is 
purposely assembled for you. And again, you know what? I got so many of you, to be honest, you're like, you should have made his boobs bigger. His checks, his pecs needed to be a lot bigger. I actually did get a lot of that. So sorry, you got the best I was willing to give you during that time. But yes, I tweaked it slightly. It needed to be a little more off for it to have that, that potency. And so I just gave you, I don't know how long this was, 20 minutes on Caps Boobs, okay? Revisiting the iconic meme and uh, setting you up to let you know. And look, there, there's not umpteen amounts of this. You, you, we, these variants are done in limited quantities and there's going to be limited quantities of these available. There are, of course, always going to be the ones, uh, whatnot will, will be offering them to you unsigned. The only way you'll get the signed versions is primarily through my outlets and, and and being with me on live stream. So if you're not already on whatnot, good God, did this turn into a, uh, <laughs> this turn into a, uh, you know, an infomercial for whatnot kind of, but Hey, that's what you do when you land the plane. Jack made a great request. I saw it for what it was. It, it lives, it breathes, it's here, it's now it's coming. And, and you should get on whatnot. Follow me, Rob Liefeld. I'm on, I do my live streams quite often. If you follow me, it'll pop up and it'll tell you when I'm doing them. I, I'm doing them less often than I used to, but nonetheless, I, I love interacting with so many of you. And this cap, uh, Sam Wilson variant is, is, uh, already very much, uh, in demand the, the, the goodwill that you have all shown towards it is, uh, is heartwarming and, and really puts a smile on my face. And I just wanted to tell you kind of the story of why it exists, how it exists, why I thought it was the right time to do it. And, and I'm just so thankful that, uh, whatnot asked me that Marvel, uh, agreed and that it'll soon be in your hands. And, 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 and we can, you know, get a kick together as, as it, uh, as it becomes reality here in the next few weeks. So there you go. I think I covered everything there was to cover in regards to Cap's boobs, but thank you for showing up. Thank you for being loud and, and, and being so supportive. You guys have been so supportive of me. And speaking of your support, Hey, Deadpool batter blood number four is out this week it is out this week it is out september 20th three weeks after deadpool batter blood number three i told you repeatedly deadpool batter blood number three was the best comic book that i have done in 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 two decades and i mean it and i really uh have have, have tried my very best to to give you some of uh just my very my 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 best work and my my uh you know refined work energy I, I just leave it all out there. I leave it on the page. I, I am obsessed with telling you stories and I am so thankful that you follow me. And you're like, Life, you just told us Snake Eyes Dead Game was the best. I, I stand by that. The, the entirety of Snake Eyes Dead Game that was published in 2021 by IDW right before the, uh, the, the their rights to the G.I. Joe license lapsed. Uh, I, I stand by that, that, that pound for pound, page for page, that is the best body of work that exists. And I have really, like Deadpool, Bad Blood, that graphic novel, I, I really b think highly of it because, look, I'm a fan. I know what fans like. I speak fan. That's why I have the career that I have. I know how to make connections. I know how to give you uh, pages that are fun and en enjoyable. So when I say Deadpool, Bad Blood number three is, is, is what I thought was my best work, it's, it's, it's the most fun, I think, that I've put on a page, the most fun. In a time where I got to be honest, I think the industry is is suffering with uh, putting forth 
the most fun they can on the page. I'm not sure what people's priorities are. Are they trying to storyboard a movie? Are they trying to backdoor a pilot via a comic book? Are they trying to give you a novel? I don't know. I am uh, really uh, emboldened. I feel the spirit of, of Mr. Jack King Kirby, that sweet, amazing man. I, 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 rem- I remember the times that I spent with him, the, the times that I spent in awe of him. And, and, and I look at his work all assembled t- to the bookshelf to my right. And, and, and his 70s stuff is my favorite stuff. It's when he went bigger and bolder and he never looked back. But with Deadpool Batter Blood number four, I said, I can outdo number three. And I did. It is the finest work I've ever seen. Now, here's the deal. I got it in my hands. I saw it printed. I saw it cropped. I saw some of these giant uh, bouncing images and, and, and the fun interaction. And it is inspired by the comic books that I inspired. I loved Murder World. I loved the two issues that Murder World was in the X-Men when I was growing up, depicted by John Byrne, Terry Austin, Chris Claremont. And I loved this uh, incredible, like, zany adventure they went on. And that's really what uh, Deadpool, Batterblood number three and four is a, is a huge uh, love letter to those Murder World episodes. Uh, I, I have a, 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 a relative, a family member of Arcade named Arcata which is Italian for, for, for arcade. And, and instead of murder world, you're experiencing the VR sensation uh, of Killville. So join me, Deadpool Batter Blood at number four. You, you won't argue with me. You'll be like, holy crap, this is the best stuff Liefeld has ever given me. And it is 100% uh, full stop. Check it out. It's in stores. Please, if you haven't picked up Deadpool Batter Blood, one, two, three, you are missing out on some fun comics. I'm working with some of the best people. Chad Bowers has been scripting over my work. For the last eight years, he is my go-to. Uh, sometimes I, 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 I'll step in and still um, uh, uh, dialogue script something like like Major X, like every issue. But but Chad is my go-to. Uh, he's become my ride or die in terms of my go-to guy that I want to hand my pages over for him to script over, and he just makes everything even more fun than I intended. J. David Ramos. J. Ramos is. Just the most spectacular uh, colorist in the business right now. I am so just honored and humbled that he colors so many, so much of my work. When I did the, De- the Deadpool Nerdy 30, 30 covers commemorating the 30th anniversary of Deadpool, Jay colored the lion's share of those. He, he is a spectacular talent, and I cannot wait to, for you to see uh, what we've done for four and then five. I would love to say, because obviously five is done and, and off to the printer and ready to come out in October. I like five. Five is up there with three and four, but three and four were the sweet spot. They were, that. that's where just um, I was able to to pull off exactly what I wanted. Five, I had to wrap a lot of stuff up. It's great. I think it fits right in there. I'm going to give the edge to four. So so get in there. Please be out uh, in, in your stores because apparently retailers uh, according to all of my reports live stream, they just do not order enough of these. And, and I want you to get a hold of it. So we have very little time left. 2015, uh, let's, let's wrap up our decades series. Let's, let's continue our path. We've covered Cap's boobs. We've given that a, 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 the, the spotlight. And thank you again. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you in advance because I know you're going to get out to your store and you're going to buy Deadpool Batter Blood 4. Thank you for that support. I am so uh, appreciative of you. Here's the cool thing about twenty, about 2015. 
it, it brought Star Wars back to Marvel. We covered that in the first part. I covered it extensively, what it meant to fans like myself who picked up the original Star Wars adaptations produced by Marvel Comics. There is a strong just bond that we have. You can call it nostalgia. It goes deeper than that. It is, it is like a, a, a bond of blood between uh, kids of that age and, and the Marvel Star Wars in the way that that was our go-to because those comics kept coming out. The adventures continues. The stories continued. There was more Luke, more Han, more Leia, more Darth Vader. So bringing it back after Disney bought Lucasfilm and then immediately reuniting it with, with, with its most successful publisher and the one that everyone kind of, again, sees as, as, as a very special bond. That was just the start. That was January. And this thing broke records. It sold millions. And it was all leading up to the cinematic release of the new chapter. Ten years later, a decade after Revenge of the Sith, now under the Disney banner, Disney production, J.J. Abrams uh, was tasked with bringing this uh, film to light. I'm going to tell you, I dig it. I have Force Awakens posters in my house in the bathroom. They're Mondo prints, uh, Mondo posters, but they're great. And they commemorate that incredible time when we were introduced to Rey, to Kylo Ren, uh, to, 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 to all the others uh, along the way. But man, that Ray Kylo Ren final lightsaber battle uh, on whatever we're calling it, the Death Star 3, with forests now on top of it, uh, at the climax of Force Awakens is still riveting. It is exciting. I, I maintain it is uh, one of the better lightsaber battles. And look, J.J. Abrams is, is a spectacular visualist. This guy came from television. He um, asked me to do a comic book of Alias, which I did. And it was drawn by the illustrious Andy Park, who has become the uh, breakout, standout uh, visual director uh, on on so many of the Marvel films that you have loved. But for whatever reason, at the end of the day, there was a change of mind between him and his staff. I mean, this is like Andy Park doing like a painted comic of the Jennifer Garner alias series. It It is flawless. But for whatever reason... Uh, after hunting me down, asking me to come meet him, having meals with him, making this comic with J.J. J.J. wrote the book. J.J. wrote the book. We didn't change a line. J.J. Abrams wrote that alias comic. That's how I got to know J.J. He told me to my face that he didn't want to direct. He just wanted to write and produce. Next thing I know, he's directing episodes of Alias. He, next thing I know, he's directing the pilot of Lost. I think the directing bug bit him. And he then was handed the reins to Mission Impossible. One of the best installments in the entire series, Mission Impossible 3. I mean, those Philip Seymour Hoffman performances throughout that film are are stunning. I mean, it's just an amazing movie. He then moves on and reboots for all of us, giving, I love it, unapologetically, the 2009 uh, Christopher Pine, Zoe Zaldana, Star Trek. uh, that, That movie, I watch it at least once a year, maybe twice a year. I think it is a perfect movie. It is perfect. I love it in every in, in every way that you could possibly love a movie. I love the casting. I love the visuals. I love the story. I love the pacing. I just loved it. He was rewarded uh, with, with leaving the Star Trek franchise and, and coming and doing Star Wars and rebooting it. And if you remember that time and you remember the excitement we got when we got the first teaser trailer and the first trailer and the commercials and then we saw the merchandise that was coming out, we as a culture in 2015 were ready to rock and roll with a cinematic uh, expansion of Star Wars. No more 
you know, going backwards, no one, no, no more prequels. And as much as I've shared with you how much I love them, and I am so happy that they have been uh, embraced now by those same five and six and seven-year-olds, they've grown up and they're telling you boldly by their support of all things from that era, how much that, that vision of the prequels means to them, the Clone Wars, Rebels, all that stuff. But now we're going to look beyond. We're going to go further. And, and J.J. Was, was, you know, tasked with bringing that to film. And not only did I love it, I, I'm here to tell you, you loved it. You were there. I saw you at the, thi- at, at, at the cinema. I saw you at the theater. Uh, we went, entire family, all five of us. We were so amped. Uh, I went to the premiere. I remember going to the premiere, being with so many of the uh, bloggers, influencers, movie critics back when we actually had those. And, uh, and everybody was having a blast. One of the greatest premiere events, parties, when they stood up and they applauded uh, George Lucas, uh, who, who was reluctant to stand up in the crowd. Uh, and, just, and, and then that movie just goes and it never looks back and it's fun. And look, what happened in the beyond, and, and I am a huge fan uh, of, of, of the, the, the second installment. Do I believe that the third one was rushed and there were some compromises made? Absolutely. It's obvious. It's completely obvious, the, the weird shifts. Um, but, uh, man, I, 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 I really thought they were on to something special. And then they just failed to land the plane with the third chapter. Again, by J.J. And, and somewhat reluctantly, uh, it, you know, he was reluctant to even come back. But I think Disney really called in all the favors with him and, 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 and they, want, they wanted to, to, to kind of give this very vanilla wrap up. But man, Force Awakens was a blast. We all had the best time going and seeing it because again, the lines were long and for the longest time, it was the fastest film to a billion. It was the number one Friday. It was the number one Saturday. I mean, it was breaking records all along the way. Star Wars Force Awakens ended our year in the same way that Marvel's Star Wars comics started our year. It was, I'm certain, planned in that way. Brilliant bookmarks to the year. You know, open with Star Wars, close with Star Wars. In case you had forgotten, yes, Star Wars, uh, Star Wars, The Force Awakens domestically made $936 million. Uh, $300 million more than, than the second movie, Jurassic World. And remember, Jurassic World, again, semi-critically der- derided. Why do we need this? And then I saw you there. I saw you in those back theaters with my family during the summer of 2015 and and the chris pratt version of these movies uh opened enormously and for and 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 for a while it was seen like can anything beat this i mean these were this was rarefied air i don't think anybody saw the jurassic world uh you know vision of jurassic park doing what it did but boy did it roar with 652 million dollars avengers age of ultron the, the 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 absolute sequel to the groundbreaking original film that, that that just broke the dam open for Marvel and and Disney, made 459 uh, domestic. Your 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 fourth movie was Inside Out at 356. Furious Seven, back when these movies were just kicking ass and taking names, and they had already just crossed over to the absolute you know c- kind of ridiculous in, in regards to physics and science. And uh, but we loved it. We ate them up. Furious 7 was 353 million 
at number five. Minions was number six at 336 million. The Hunger Games, remember those mocking Jay part two when they would break up the movies like with Harry Potter? Harry Potter and Hunger Games and hey, I can break it up. Twilight, Twilight raised their hands. We can do that too. We can break it up and, and keep milking this shit. Uh, the Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2 made $281 million at number seven. The Martian, brilliant, brilliant movie. Brilliant. Uh, Matt Damon, Ridley Scott, The Martian, $228 million. Cinderella, people forget about how ridiculously successful the Cinderella movie was from Disney. $200 million. Uh, the James Bond entry. Uh, number 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 ten was uh, came in at number ten at two hundred million. But we're a global marketplace. Let let's go with those global grosses. Star Wars two billion. The rarefied air. The rarefied air of two billion dollars. Two billion sixty eight million. Okay. Jurassic World one point six billion. Furious Seven one point five billion. Avengers Age of Ultron one point four billion. Minions one point one million. And then. In the in the global market, you saw James Bond jump from ten to six with eight hundred and eighty million. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation six hundred and eighty two million. You know the, the the Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, one of the best in the entry, didn't even make the top ten, and really was only thirty million shy of what uh, Mission Impossible did this summer. So so we we and, and, and Mission Impossible this summer got one week's access to those IMAX screens that Tom loves so much. And, 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 and yet, you know, Christopher Nolan, the god of IMAX, what uh, was given all those films contractually, they could run for almost a month with Oppenheimer. And that we've, we've discussed those IMAX dollars are two for one. If I go to see Oppenheimer uh, with my wife, it's, it's, it's $18. It's nine and nine. If I go to see it in IMAX here in Southern California, I'm paying 24 and 24. You know, by t- with tax and tip, I'm, I'm $56 to go see Oppenheimer with my wife. Okay, same with Mission Impossible. I saw it three times in IMAX this year, Dead Reckoning, when it came out. And I was I was paying $24 a pop, $24 a pop, $24 a pop. Funny thing about my 2015 and my Spectre, I was in the two o'clock in the afternoon showing. I see movies by myself a lot. Newsflash, always have. Uh, just can't always justify dragging my wife to movies I just know she does not want to see. My kids or are in school at times that are the most convenient for me. And I lost my role dog, Mr. Marat Michaels, who we saw decades worth of films together. It, it felt like that, at least. I mean, every Friday without fail. So I went to Spectre. I went by myself. We had been looking for a dog. I, I, I had promised my daughter that, that I would get a dog. My wife contacted me, said the dog is being brought by the shelter to our house to interview us. We need to be there. She texted me. I rose up in the first chase scene with Dave Bautista and and uh and Daniel Craig as James Bond when they're driving like along 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 the the, the riverbed their cars up and down I, I had to get up and leave I, I'm like oh I, I gotta go I gotta go meet my dog and, and in opening day whatever day that was in November I came home and uh we charmed the pants off the shelter people and they left our dog my beautiful dog Joe he was uh, seven years old, he had um, been been in a tragic accident. They found him in a car crash, which took the life of his his uh, previous owner. And he uh, was now with one of the shelter uh, families with a mom who was watching them who had reached out to Joy's dad because she was Joy's dad's acquaintance and knew that we were looking for a dog. And then Joy had run to see it. 
and then set this up. So, so I remember Spectre very clearly as the day I met my beautiful dog. You may have seen my beautiful dog. They told us his name was Joe. So we didn't attempt to rename him. And I kind of like it. It's kind of like an old man's name. So yeah, you just got five minutes of my dog. Um, uh, my, my Joe, who I love so much. He's a lot older now, moves slower. Some of you on my live stream have heard him. I've shown him once. He does not like being on camera. He does not like being held. We have uh, very much, I mean, he is, I mean, he is like an 80, 80, 90 year old man. He's, he's, he's crotchety. Kind of gives me a glimpse of where I'm headed. <laughs> but uh, so, so Spectre 2015, uh, that has real like echoes for me. At some point we'll be back to 2015 because I'm going to relive the entirety of my March 2015 visit to a movie that would make a big dent in 2016 called Deadpool. Yes, on the set with characters I created, costumes, uh, environments, storylines. Oh my gosh, what a blast. March 2015 uh, in Vancouver, uh, just, just watching so many different Deadpool scenes come roaring to life, watching that chemistry between Ryan Reynolds and Morena. Uh, man, what, what, 2015 was a super fun year, and 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 as big as it was with all of these giant grosses uh, that that I'm sharing with you, I mean, this is like that comic book year. These are giant numbers. I mean, this was the beginning of this uber billion dollar earnings. Your top five movies worldwide made a billion. I mean, and Star Wars in rarefied air. How many do you think? How many movies do you think have made a billion? I'll tell you six. I'm sorry, two billion. How many movies do you think have made two billion dollars at the box office? It's six. It's Avatar. It's Avengers Endgame. It's Avatar: The Way of Water. It's Titanic. It's Star Wars: Force Awakens, and it's Avengers: Infinity War. Spider-Man: No Way Home wanted to get there so badly, but it was eighty million shy. It was kissing it. It was kissing it. Jurassic World: One point six billion, but the top, the, the there's six movies that have crossed the two billion threshold. And good God Almighty, Avatar is just shy of three billion. It is, it is, it is basically uh, seventy. It, it, it is seventy-seven million from three billion. That's how close. That that's the separation. Avengers Endgame is two point seven billion. Avatar: The Way of Water two point three billion. Titanic two point two, and and Star Wars Episode Seven: Force Awakens is number five with. That is how much we love that movie. That's how much we were reinvigorated by it. I remember all those articles about Ray being a Mary Sue, and I just just didn't have time for it. It it took away my fun. You know what happens when people pick on stuff uh, in pop culture? Sometimes they go too far. They try and take away my fun. Just let me enjoy it. Just let me enjoy uh, the character of Ray and and Kylo Ren and, and all of the, you know, cool, you know, X-Wings flying over water and Poe Dameron. Just, just, let me, just let me enjoy it. Just let me enjoy it. 2015 was a blast. I had a blast. You had a blast. Like I said, I saw you there. Get out of here. Get out of here with that criticism. What, you're going to rewrite history and say you didn't like Force Awakens? Come on. It, it, come on. We were digging it. We were so excited. That vibe that was only eight years ago. So it was a big year for movies. And again, Star Wars really was the story of 2015. In comics, in merchandise. And in film, two bill, two bill, part of the six entries that occupy the $2 billion club. So, so in 2015, we have danced with comics. We have talked about music. 
Adele, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, all of that was covered in part one. We've done movies. So so we're going to go through television so fast because this list just, like I'm like, I, I wasn't watching anything because we were pivoting to streaming. We were absolutely pivoting to the streaming platform. So, so the number one show, the number one television show, broadcast television during these Nielsen research reading, ratings from Nielsen Media Research. You got NCIS as number one. I think I've seen one episode of that over its 20 plus seasons. Sunday Night Football was number two. I watched that. Okay, I was there watching Sunday Night Football. I, I, I have never seen The Big Bang Theory other than clips. It looks fun. I just didn't watch it. Thursday Night Football was number four. I watched that. Empire on Fox. I did not watch that. NCIS New Orleans was number six. I did not watch that. Dancing with the Stars was number seven. I did not watch that. Blue Bloods uh, was number eight. I did not watch that. The Voice uh, was tied with the return of the X-Files as the number nine. So they round out nine and ten. They're tied. I watched the X-Files. I watched Chris Carter come back. I watched all of them. I thought they were in, enjoyable. Okay. Uh, but I did not. So, so basically I watched two, sh- two football. Two, when, when football was on, I watched that and I watched the X-Files. I didn't watch any of these other shows uh, it, because we, we were just pivoting. You know what? You're not getting on this. You're not getting what was burning up the charts at the time. What was, was, what was getting the a critical acclaim and the people were loving it. And that is obviously AMC had a giant uh, piece of, of the action during this period with Obviously, not just uh, The Walking Dead, but with Breaking Bad. And it was the series, season finale, uh, the last season, final season of Mad Men during this time. One of my favorite shows, if not my favorite show ever. Uh, Don Draper, his adventures. You know, I've tried to turn so many of my friends onto it, and we always get uh, the DVD uh, box set returned to us and you're like dvds you give out box sets i do i, I it, it's a physical thing i can just give you you don't have to buy it you don't have to go online and i'm giving you my madman you know collection i've got have had it handed it back so many times with you know we just couldn't get into it and and i may or may not have slightly judged you uh when, when that happened uh i did absolutely judge you no I, I didn't i did i shouldn't admit to that i didn't i didn't but i may have uh, yeah, yeah. Mad Men is so freaking brilliant. That's the stuff that I was watching during that time. And and again, you've got all manner of other shows popping up. That list I just read you, I don't even care. Like, let me let me let me, let me just tell you what what the what the number one show NCIS was getting twelve million twelve million uh a twelve rating. Okay, football was getting a twelve rating. I don't care about any of this stuff. I don't care. It, it, it was not a it was not a great time. To be watching television at that time in any way, cable and what we knew, what we knew as streaming was coming. It was coming for all of us. Our attentions were being diverted. The next summer, I believe, is Stranger Things, and and uh, you know, Netflix already had is that House of Cards. They, they they had some shows, they had some stuff going on there, but we had really pivoted towards cable and and streaming, and and network television was getting left behind. Right now, during 2015, we, we, we were absolutely shifting. So it's a weird time, but uh, man, I, I just remember, I can remember, you know, just anticipating that entire day, that the finale of, of Mad Men uh, in, in 2015. And uh, pretty sure we were still getting Game of Thrones. Uh, a lot of great stuff coming out of the cable and the streaming spaces. 
numbers, official rankings. It's all just guesses at that time. But your network was was depressed. It was in a bad sh- bad state. And I don't mind telling you. And if, and if for whatever reason you're like Liefeld, how dare you? NCIS is my favorite. Well, that is on you. And I'm going to give you my box of Mad Men so that you can give it back to me and you can tell me that you just can't get into this. You just can't get into this show. So where do we go from here? We're going to look at the games of 2015 as we wrap this entire thing up. We've never, we've never done video games in our decades before uh, because the platforms, the consoles were not all the rage. I don't play video games, but as I've shared many times, my sons, Luke and Chase, were avid gamers and 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 they would escape into their consoles and yeah we had consoles we had the we had the xbox and the playstation i wanted them both i wanted to see the technology of both uh hooked them up to two different different uh two different uh big screens in two different rooms one a dedicated game room and then at one of our 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 giant family room and you haven't lived until we've all stood at a family cheering behind my son as he finally pulls a star destroyer out of the sky and crashes it into the city below okay we loved watching our kids play video games and they were really good at it and uh they still play video games they come they boot up uh mario kart was being played in the house just just a week ago uh my 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 oldest comes up he he gets on uh he gets on a you know now you know the consoles are, are are no longer it's just get on those streams play those games but in 2015 video games are still the console games are giant business I'm getting these these rankings from uh, from GameStop, who lists their best selling video games of the year of 2015. And Call of Duty Black Ops, I know it well. Black Ops Three, my son played this religiously. I would watch many campaigns. Call of Duty, a giant franchise, a great game. I remember this one uh, like it was yesterday. Because again, watching my kids play these games and navigate and, and blow all these different characters' heads off was quite thrilling to um, senior Mr. Liefeld, who would then try and get inspiration and go draw another comic book page. Madden NFL is always in the top. Number two, Madden NFL number 16, ranked number two for the year. Fallout 4. I remember buying the original Fallout for Luke. What a cool game. Great visuals. Super sci-fi. Awesome action. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Number four, again, I can only speak to uh, knowing that these were in my house and I watched the kids play them. I certainly didn't play them. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, number, Grand Theft Auto, uh, is that is that five? Yeah, uh, was number five. NBA 2K16 was number six. Minecraft was number seven. Mortal Kombat 10 was number eight. FIFA 16 was number nine. And Call of Duty Advanced warfare uh was the number 10 and it's really not a big change they they also uh list on this website the best-selling games for for december 2015 basically for christmas because that christmas surge and and really the the year-round numbers reflect the the uh holiday sales i mean these are the these are the games everybody wanted. Call of Duty Black Ops 3 was the number one seller for Christmas in December, and it was the number one uh, game for the entire year. And again, so many of these were Xbox, PS4, PS3, PC, uh, shared across multiple platforms. These were the biggies. These were the games that you were playing. If you were, uh, you know, given your best 
Navy SEAL, Ranger, you know, action. You were playing Call of Duty just like Luke Liefeld, okay? Uh, again, we, we, we had probably five or six of these. Because they were uh, expensive, we would, and, and, and a new game would generally occupy six to two months, six weeks to two months. You know, we would only get five or five or six uh, games a year. Uh, again, two boys splitting in between them. Uh, uh, Call of Duty was always extremely represented. So those are your top video games. So man, we have really embraced the year as much as we can through two episodes and one, I hogged it to talk to you about Cap's boob job. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for going down. I love, I love reliving where we've been. It, it really informs so much when we look back and study where we're going. And, and, and the, the thing that I really remember about Force Awakens was the promise and the excitement and then how it is, without question, they failed to land the plane on that particular trilogy, but it did reawaken our love and our passion and a new generation, a new generation. Uh, m- my friends who had kids who were 10 when Mandalorian came on, you know, Disney really has uh, made some cool Star Wars shows. I am of the opinion that those shows are super cool. And like I said, Cartoon Network had been entertaining my my family with uh, the, the Clone Wars and with Rebels prior to that. It was the year that really informed that Star Wars would once again dominate the culture and there was no looking back. Marvel, ironically, is, is you know, it, Avengers of uh, Age of Ultron was placed well. It, it did very, very well, but it did not. Uh, th- this was before really 2018, that run up to Infinity War. And then that next year going to Endgame is where Marvel just had their super flux, their m- super flex, their max you know, adrenaline rush with fans and their max connection. Uh, Jurassic World, Star Wars told the story. Television was in a terrible place. Comics and movies, I think, showed strongest in 2014, 2015. Uh, 2015 was a fun year, fun year for pop culture, a really bright, shining year. I look back at it with big smiles. I hope you do too. And again, as always, thank you for sharing this time and, and, and for listening to the show. And, and taking this walk down memory lane. And do not forget that that Sam Wilson Caps Boobs homage is going to be available to you on the floor and through the live stream portal of whatnot at New York Comic Con in October. At the end of each and every one of our observation shows, I read the reviews that you leave for us across the platform. They are so helpful to us. I cannot tell you the 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 assist that it gives the show in its visibility and in, 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 you know, on, on, on the platforms of the awareness that it provides us when you give us these reviews. I have been the beneficiary of so much of your kindness. And every time that you open your screen and, and, uh, type out these reviews, I, I, I feel it. I, I feel, uh, just the, I'm just humbled by your response and, and, and the support that you're giving the show. I, and the least I can do is read these amazing reviews. And I'm not sure if I think today this, this may be the greatest review ever read. Uh, it's by comic Jim, not, not read presented shared. I, I was like, wow, this is so kind and so enthusiastic. And I'm going to read it right now. It is from comic Jim. He writes Mount Rushmore. He gives us five stars. He says, Rob's passion for comics is unrivaled. Combine that with his art, his stories, his characters, positivity, positivity, 
and experiences, and it is the ingredients for the best podcast in the business. Rob is on the Mount Rushmore of comic books, period. No other artist, editor, writer has done more to push the love of the medium than Rob's work on this show. I have bought more comic books because of this podcast than any other reason. Whether it's a personal tale or a historic interview or event, Rob always brings the receipts. And that is the uh, full review in Comic Gym. What what do I say? Except thank you. Thank you for digging the show. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your enthusiasm. Because I know if you're writing it down, you're sharing it with your friends. You're 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 telling people that this is where they can learn a lot of history of comics, and that is really what it's become. I I have again just tried very very concise, dedicated manner to share with you uh, the manner with which comics transformed itself, how the direct market exploded. There are episodes on that. There are episodes how Marvel realized by maximizing the frequency of the X-Men, uh, putting it out every other week would be better than any manner of spinoff. And and they did. And it, 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 it worked. X-Men only got more popular. The history of comics, the history of pop, pop culture are now walking hand in hand. And that's what we're here to celebrate, to investigate, and to share on each and every episode. Thank you, Comic Jim. Thank you, all of you, for listening to this show and promoting it. And, and for the um, dedicated uh, just following that we have, that we've built up and, and I'm going to be here. I'm going to keep at it. So many more episodes to come. I want you to find me on social, social media. That's where I'm the most available and, and my interactions with you are so fun. I'm on Twitter. Mentioned that earlier at Robert Liefeld, R-O-B-E-R-T-L-I-E-F-E-L-D. I got one of those pesky blue checks. It comes and it goes. I, it's there today. Uh, it tells you that it's really me. It's not an imposter. I love hearing your comments, going back and forth with you. Your Our, our interactions are so fun. Uh, your DMs, the messaging. Thank you for interacting with me on on uh, on Twitter at Robert Liefeld. I will look for you there. On Instagram, my, my uh, visual diary of my life, not diarrhea, my visual diary of my life where you see the pictures, you see uh, the, 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 the photo evidence of where I've been, what I'm eating, who I'm hanging with, my family, uh, my beautiful dog, my, uh, my, the pictures, what I'm drawing, the, the stuff that's coming out. I love sharing with you on Instagram. Again, I love reading your comments, your messages, your interactions, your DMs. Thank you so much for following me on, on, on Instagram. I'm just at Rob Liefeld. Just at Rob Liefeld. Another blue check tells you that it is absolutely the real deal. It's me. I see my buddies who are photographers, who are surfers, who are actors, who have to put up like, this isn't me, phony accounts. Again, the blue check really helps drive home that the interaction is, uh, is, is sincere. It's genuine. You are talking to the real person, not an imposter. At Rob Liefeld is who I am over on Instagram. I will look for you there. Over on Facebook, I have a group, a group called Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and Beyond. So many of the discussions that we have here, we carry over and, uh, and, and, and go into deeper, longer over on my group, but we share artwork. There's art contests. It's administrated and moderated by myself and a gentleman named Terry Sala, S-A-L-A. One of us will click you on through. We would love to sh- see you over there, uh, see your comics, see what you're digging, show your art off. Uh, we, we would just love to see you over. Uh, at our Rob Liefeld Marvel Extreme and Beyond group on Facebook. It is a blast. We have a great community. Uh, everybody is super cool, and we would love for you to join us. So 
If you go over to Facebook and you find Rob Liefeld, Marvel Extreme and Beyond, and you see the two moderators are myself and Terry Solly, you're in the right place. We look forward to seeing and hanging with you. I am on whatnot. Rob Liefeld is the name. Uh, new comics are coming. Deadpool, Batter, Blood Number Four is in stores. If you don't think that I am going to be sharing with that with you on live stream, you're kidding yourself. And we're going to be working up to the big Captain America, Sam Wilson uh, cover release at New York Comic Con. So, so I will be at New York Comic Con, and I will get some of that specific inf- information to you very soon. I am always at the top of Artist Alley at a booth, uh, Hot Flips is the booth that is so generous in hosting us. We love to see you. Uh, We're going to have some great stuff ready for you this year. Uh, Be on the lookout. We're going to be there in force, and we're going to have some cool comics, and we'll be uh, doing live streamings uh, from the floor of the show. So that is where I believe that you uh, can find me all across different social medias and the one personal appearance that I have coming up to uh, finish off the year before I go back into the cave which is where I'm going to go right after this show is done because I have more work to do. At the end of each and every show, I just want to wish you the very best. Uh, Thanks for taking this ride with me. I hope that your spiritual health, your mental health, your emotional health, and your physical health is is good and where where you want it to be most importantly and that you have peace of mind and that you're happy and that you're having good times with your friends. Reach out. Don't be alone. I had a family member. I'm like, you don't need to just be hanging out in your room. Reach out. Call a friend. You know, make make a physical connection. I, I read a report before I uh, it came on the air that said new study finds that actually interacting interacting with people in person is uh, healthier and more of a stimulant than texts and messaging. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Okay, get out there, be among your friends, have a great meal, go to a movie. Don't go to movies alone like I do. That's sad. Um, find somebody else, uh, make sure it's a movie that your spouse will agree to watch a great show, have a great meal, have a cheat meal, have a Reese's big cup that they really are laxing on ingredients. The last new ingredient that I, uh, I, I, I saw in my big cup was the hair that was on it. Uh, I think from my dog that, 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 uh, yeah. So, so I, 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 I'm not really looking forward to big cups with hair, but I had one and, and look. Eat, eat that, eat that ice cream. Have that gelato. Uh, Friday night, super duper cheat meal time for me. My wife just comes along for the ride. I'm, I'm hitting all the all the spots. I'm eating all the bad food. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going because you might you might see me there. And and and, and I'm going to try and keep this on the down and on the low. But get out, have some interaction, enjoy your friends, enjoy your family. Read a great book. Read an article you've been meaning to read. Just take. Time for yourself. Get in that recliner, that beanbag, that sofa chair. Just take some time off. Enjoy uh, uh, an afternoon to yourself doing whatever you want. That is my uh, wish for you. I hope very much that you are doing your best. I am in a fist bump. Boom, right through this blue Yeti mic. Wishing you all the best. Thank you for listening. Please come back around. I'll be here. I'll be right here rocking this mic, waiting for you. We will most certainly, absolutely, and inevitably talk again real soon.